Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. Did anybody come to get a word today? Hallelujah. How many of you want something fresh from God? You know, there's something in my heart that is, that is after the fresh of God, the present tense, the right now in God. I don't know about you, but 2020 has made me hungry for Jesus. Is there anyone in this room today that's hungry for something that is relevant, that is fresh, that is right now, that isn't stale or day old or yesterday, but something that can feed you and bless you and touch you and sustain you and encourage you and give you devil-defeating power for today? Come on, make a little noise if you're interested in a touch today. But understand, that happens to people who put themselves in the position of pursuit. So we're entering into a season of fire, a season of revival, Calvary, a season of outpouring. Tonight I'll, I'll jump on a plane and I'll fly to Panama City because we're gonna stir revival there. I believe that every Calvary campus is about to experience an awakening and if the campuses do, that means you and I do, hallelujah. So we're coming from Isaiah chapter 44. I'm gonna read verse 19 and 20. Are you ready? If you're ready, shout, bring it on. It says, and no one considers his heart or in his heart, nor is there knowledge nor understanding to say, watch this, I have burned half of it in the fire. Yes, I have baked the bread on the coals. I have roasted the meat and eaten it. And, it's, and shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down? before a block of wood. Now look at verse 20 here. It's what I want you to pay attention to. He feeds on ashes. A deceived heart has turned him aside and he cannot deliver his soul nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? I want you to note verse 20. It says he feeds on ashes. I wanna to preach to you for a few minutes along these lines, feeding on the ashes. Some people are not fresh with God. They're feeding on the ashes. But I wonder if there's anybody here today or by live stream that can say, Pastor, I don't want to feed on ashes. I want something fresh from the Lord. Do you? Slip up your hands, precious. Lord, we come to you today and we tell you that we don't want the stale. We don't want the day old. We don't want the moldy. But we want something that can bless us something that can sustain us, empower us, touch us, heal us, encourage us, and strengthen us in the nowness of where we are. We're thankful for what you've done, God, but we're hungry for what you're about to do. So Lord, I pray that you will make yourself real in this moment that we have together. We love you in Jesus' name. If anybody's interested in the fresh of God, why don't you give the Lord a praise right now? Come on. You can be seated. This is one of the most striking references that I've come across in scripture. It's almost startling to me when it's taken for what it is. And we read this text and we refuse to water it down. We, we refuse to dilute it. We just take it for what it is and we take it for what it says. And the temptation of this generation is only to, to take the portions of scripture that we delight in. We love to read the scripture that we desire and we delight in and we attribute that to our lives. And often we leave the rest of it alone. But I found out that if you really wanna know what God is saying to you, sometimes you need to go back and reread the scriptures that you didn't underline. Come on, somebody. We must understand that in this text, of course, the writer is talking about the folly of adultery. But I see a powerful lesson here. And I want to unpack this before you because I believe that God wants to do something fresh right here in October of 2020. I know this year has been intense, but I believe God is getting ready to do a new thing. Is there anybody a candidate? Are you ready? Are you hungry for a new thing? I want you to study this text out with me. This man is willing in this text to do whatever it took to have a good meal. 
But I want you to understand the timeline. He was willing to do what it took to have a good meal yesterday. This man had gone through an intense and arduous process. He did so to secure himself what he needed to sustain him. He did it because he was looking for survival. He was driven by hunger. And I want to tell you today, almost nothing will motivate you as will hunger. When you get hungry, you get serious. At least I do, huh? I want you to look at the process this man undertook because, because he was willing to endure this process. He enjoys a sumptuous meal, but it only came because there was effort on his part. It only came because he was willing to do whatever it took. I know that many don't want to hear this, but the truth is we're going to have to do our part. If we want breakthrough, if we want revival, if we want to see the next level, if we want victory, there are some things that we're going to have to do. The Bible said in Psalms 1, blessed is he who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law, he does meditate both day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, and he shall bring forth fruit in his season. Watch this. And whatever he does, it will prosper. God said, if you don't do it, I can't prosper it. But he said, if you'll do it in my name, if you'll do it with the unction of my spirit, he said, then I will bless it and I will prosper it. Uh, this man is so hungry that it seems he secured an animal. He skinned it, he cleansed it, and he prepared it. If he was a hunter, he had to search for the prey. He had to commit himself to the pursuit. And unless he pursued it, he would not have it. And I want you to understand, precious, that there is power in your pursuit. This man had such a hunger that it drove him to pursue only what he knew would satisfy. We are living in a day and in a time in 2020 when the church needs to arise and pursue the presence of God. We got to pursue the presence of the Lord. We got to pursue the things of God. So what did he do? He got himself together. He got the flour. He got the water. He mixed the dough and he baked the bread. He was delighted to do his part because he desperately wanted fresh, hot, bread. He knew that this meal would not really be a great meal without fresh bread. So he made it his business to get his hands on the dough. He made it his business to get his hands in the mixture. He got the flour. He got the water. He mixed the dough and he placed it in the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the matter of the fire. He had the meat and he had the bread, but he knew that everything on the meal was predicated on fire. He knew that he could not have what he desired and there would be no satisfaction without the fire. So he collects the wood, he arranges the logs, and he lights the fire because he knows nothing will be worth having without the fire. Nothing will be worth eating without the fire. Nothing will be worth consuming without the fire. So the entire success of the meal was predicated on the fire. The fire had to happen. We had to have the fire. I, I dare you to tell somebody in your section, or, or even if you got to tell yourself, just say we've got to have the fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fire in the Bible represents the presence of God, and it represents the power of God. It doesn't matter how good our live stream is. It doesn't matter how great our services and our schedules are if we don't have the fire, if we don't have the presence, if we don't have the power. We just need to shut the place down. But everything happens for a reason when people come together and they say, don't just give me bread, don't just give me meat, give me some fire. Is there anybody here hungry for fire? 
He had the bread. He had the meat. He had the fire. His commitment, his sacrifice, his effort yielded him a feast. And this feast sustained him. I'm trying to show you a spiritual picture here, precious. This feast, it satisfied him. This feast gave him strength. He had a fresh meal prepared with fresh fire that came from fresh effort. But travel with me. Just 24 hours later, the day is over. The night is long spent. And he comes back to the same place where he had enjoyed a great meal the day before. He endured, he, he encounters and arrives at the exact location where he had enjoyed a sumptuous meal yesterday. And he stands at the ashes. And in that moment, you need to grasp that he's looking at the efforts of yesterday. And yesterday was great, but yesterday is gone. And I wanna tell you that I look back at all that Calvary has been blessed to do. I look back at almost a quarter of a century of ministry. And I wanna tell you that I am feasting on the good things of God when I think about that in my spirit. But I want you to understand that we can't live on yesterday. Yesterday was great, but yesterday is gone. There is something deep down in my soul that says thank you God for yesterday, but I'm hungry for something fresh and real today. Oh, somebody make a little noise if you're hungry for the fresh. Come on, Palm Coast. NSB, if you're hungry for the fresh, give God a praise. This man is here understanding what it took to get what he enjoyed. But it's 24 hours later, and he does something shocking to me. The Bible says that he feeds on ashes. Today, he's just feeding on the ashes of yesterday's fire. And I'm afraid that there are some people watching me who are tuning in today and you're just feeding on the ashes of yesterday's fire. This man is standing there and today he's just trying to draw strength from yesterday's experience. He's trying to draw strength from yesterday's effort. And I'll say it again, I'm thankful for all God has done for me in the past. And I, and I, don't, wanna, I don't wanna miss giving God glory for his faithfulness but I don't want to live in the wasness of God. I want to live in the nowness of God. I don't want to live where God was. I want to be where God is. I want to know him now. I want to know his power now. I want to know his glory now. I want to know his anointing now. I want to know revival now. I want to know miracles now. I want to know outpouring now. Are there any now believers? Uh, so many are content to live on yesterday. They live on yesterday's victory, yesterday's breakthrough, yesterday's anointing, yesterday's touch, yesterday's move, yesterday's revival. But let me tell you something on every campus. As the sun sets on 2020, I want to let it be known. I am not content to live on yesterday's ashes. This is a new season and I need new fire. This is a new season and I need new bread. This is a new season and I need the new meat of God's word. And I guess I came today looking for some folks who say, preacher, I'm right there with you. Something in my soul says, God, I need you to move today. Are there any today believers in the house right now? This is a new day. And I need new fire. Huh. This is a new day. And I need fresh bread. This is a new day. And I need fresh meat from God's word. Yeah. Many of us can remember a time when we had experiences in our lives. 
through the years when we purpose in our hearts, no matter how much effort is required, I will not leave this place until my soul is fed. Oh. Do you remember times in your life when you were so hungry for Jesus? Do you remember times in your life when you were so desperate for the Lord? that you didn't care who was leading worship, you didn't care who was preaching, you didn't care what anybody else was doing, you didn't have to call mom and them and find out if they were going to church, you had made up in your mind, and no matter what it takes, I gotta get something from God, I gotta have my soul fed. Do you remember days of desperation? Do you remember nights when you were so longing and hungry that you were so desperate for God that no matter what the price was, you just had to have him? You, you had to have him, him, not religion, him, not church, him, not status, him, not just another service, but him. Is there anybody that wants to get in pursuit of him in 2020? Here I am now at 56 years old. I'm not in a pursuit of a stage. I'm not in pursuit of an opportunity. I'm not in pursuit of another facility. I'm in pursuit of him. Huh. Have you ever been there? So what do you do? You carefully cut the wood and you arrange it. Huh? The wood represents the altar. Then you pray for Holy Ghost fire. You pray for God to move. You pray for God to touch your family. You pray for God to shift your situation. You pray for God to move in your church. Let me tell you what's gonna change America is not an election. What's gonna change America is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It's when the church will get the wood and build an altar and cry out to God. See, fire comes to the altar. I said, fire comes to the altar. I said, fire comes to the altar. You were so desperate for God that you prayed. You built an altar. You were so hungry, you went into the word. Come on. You walked into worship because the dough, the bread, represents the bread of God's word and the bread of worship. So you mixed and kneaded the dough to encounter the bread of life. And then you break, you bake fresh bread with fresh fire. You are after the presence of God. You are after the bread of God's presence. You didn't care what anybody said about your clap. You were unconcerned about what people said about your tears. You were unconcerned about what people said about your shout. You didn't mind if they looked at you crazy because you wouldn't sit down in church because there was something in you that said, I've gotta have some bread. God, if I don't encounter you, I gotta go home. If I don't experience your presence, nothing's going to change. But I'm telling you, we're moving into a season where God is about to raise our campuses and raise our witness because there is going to be an outpouring of the presence of God. Where are the presence people? Are there any presence people in the house? Uh, I need his presence. You were so hungry for the bread of his presence that you would do whatever was required. You were so tired of the drama of life. You didn't want to be distracted anymore. So whatever it took, you had to encounter him. I don't know about you, but I can't live without fresh bread. Yeah, I feel the anointing in here. I said, I feel the anointing in here. I feel it at Calvary, every campus right now. I feel somebody is getting hungry for fresh bread. I feel like somebody is getting hungry for fresh fire. Oh, hallelujah. So you find yourself where you're after his presence, but then you realize, I need a word. I need somebody to speak to me that's heard from heaven. I need a word. I don't need to be entertained. I don't need just another good story. 
I don't need a flashy pulpit personality. I don't need a hooper and a hollerer. I need somebody that will get a word. I need somebody that will stand up in front of me and give me a word. We need more than just milk. We have a church that wants to be entertained, but they don't want to be endued. I need more than milk. So we did what it took. We searched the meat of God's word. We roasted it in Holy Ghost fire because the word is called the meat. And we said, don't give me pablum. Don't give me milk. Don't give me watered down word, but give me the meat. Give me something that can get down in my system and give me power to march in the hell's kitchen and take back what the devil has stolen. You remember the days of true hunger? Do you remember the days of desperation? Before they canceled church? Before we got to a place where we were online? Before we said, oh, we'll tune in next week, but not this week. I've got, I wanna go shopping. Come on, somebody. In those days of hunger, we were desperate. We were willing to hunt for the meat. We were willing to search out the word. We were willing to pursue. We were willing to do whatever it took. The reason that many people are stagnant in this season is because they're not, is because they're unwilling to pursue what they know will satisfy. We're in this room and people have joined me by live stream from around the world and on every campus. And, and, and we're going through just to get by, but we're not pursuing the things of God. And I'm gonna tell you that it's time to pursue God. It's time to get after his word. You know, church, maybe yesterday, yesterday we did what it took. Yesterday was great. I look back in the old building and I've been reminded of that because I've been through it so many times as we prepared the old building with the new kids center. And you need to see that. But let me tell you, I walked through that building and I remembered all that God did in that old building. I remember the services that we had to have one after another after another. And I was able to say, thank you, Lord. But I also found myself in tears. And I said, God, don't let my best days be behind me. Don't let me be a man in my 50s that has to look back to my 40s and my 30s and say, God, that was the best you ever were. God, I want you to invade my life. I want you to come into my church. I want you to do a new thing. Is there anybody here ready for a new thing? Maybe yesterday, maybe yesterday you pursued and Yesterday you were satisfied and you pushed through, but I love you enough to tell you that yesterday's gone. It's a new day. Yesterday's experience was awesome, but it's a new day. Yesterday's experience provided strength, but it's a new day. It's a new day, and today we stand at the same spot. Today we stand at the same spot and we are in the valley of decision. And we have to ask ourselves, are we gonna build a fresh altar and pray for fresh fire? Are we gonna pursue God? Are we gonna dig into the word? Are we gonna have fresh meal, fresh bread and fresh meat? And I say, yes we are, yes we are, yes we are. If you can shout yes, open your mouth and shout yes we are. Come on every campus, open your mouth and shout, yes, we are, and give God a mighty praise. There are some that are tuning in or watching or you're in the room or you're at a campus. You might say, well, pastor, I want to, but I've just been too busy. I've got too much on my to-do list now. Can't really prioritize the things of God. I can't really slow down, pastor. Got too much going. Maybe you've grown a little dull. Come on now. Keep looking straight ahead and act like I'm not preaching to you. Maybe, maybe you've got a little bit lazy to the things of God. Maybe you say, well, pastor, 2020 has been too intense. People have been acting too crazy on Facebook. I don't know if I want to see people when I, no, come on somebody. Because they said something that aggravated me. 
People and their attitudes have just gotten on my nerves, Pastor. I'm just a little bit too tired, going through too much with my family, got too much drama right now. It's not time right now. I'll seek God when I'm in a better position. I'll seek God when I'm in a better mindset. I'll seek God when I'm feeling right. Let me tell you, you ain't gonna feel right until you get after the things of God. Things are gonna shift until you get after the things of God. Let me tell you something, church. I, as your leader, cannot afford to feed on the ashes. I don't care how busy I am, I've got to pursue God. I don't care how tired I am, I've got to pursue God. I don't care what it costs me, I've got to pursue God. I don't care who leaves me or who stays. I am after the things of God. I cannot afford to feed on the ashes. I need a fresh meal for a fresh day. How many of you want something fresh from the Lord? Here's the word. Don't be content to feed on the ashes. Why, Pastor? Because God has something fresh for you today. <laughs> I said God has something fresh for you today. Y'all don't make me throw my shoe off, take my shoe off and throw it at you. I said God has something fresh for you today. If you believe that, you might give him praise right now. If you believe that God had fresh revival for Calvary, fresh fire, fresh outpouring, a fresh visitation, fresh healing, fresh miracles, fresh signs, if you believe God ain't done with America, you might be giving him praise right now. The enemy wants you to feed on the ashes, to live in the westness of God rather than the nowness of God. But there are some problems with feeding on the ashes. Let me share them with you. See, you don't want to feed on the ashes, precious, because ashes are bitter. How many folks come to church that used to be joyful? They used to be sweet. They couldn't wait to get in the doors. They couldn't wait to give God praise. They were victorious, but now they're bitter. They're angry, they're unhappy, they're unfulfilled because you, they have nothing fresh from God. They're upset and they think God has changed. God hasn't changed. Honey, God still wants to provide something fresh for you, but you got to desire it and you got to pursue it. They have nothing fresh from God. They're just feeding on the ashes. They won't worship. They won't praise, they won't give, they won't witness, they won't have joy because they're filled with ashes. And they can only remember today what God did yesterday. They can only talk about today what God did yesterday and their God is the God of yesterday. And they're mad cause so and so's not talking to them anymore. And they're mad cause so and so has showed themselves. They're mad because that family member, that friend, that coworker has let me down. But see, when you get close enough to Jesus, you can say, it doesn't matter what you do. I've got something fresh from the Lord and I got a feeling that everything is gonna be all right because the Lord is still on my side. Look at some scripture references. James, the half-brother of Jesus said, does a spring pour out sweet and bitter water from the same opening? Can a fig tree produce olives? My brothers and my sisters are a grapevine produce figs. Neither can salt, water spring, yield fresh water. Listen to me now. James declared here that the opposite of fresh water is bitter water. He said you're either gonna have fresh water coming out of you are bitter water. And if you're feeding on the ashes, you're gonna have bitter water. The Bible said in Hebrews, looking diligently, lest anyone falls short of the grace of God, lest any root of what? Bitterness. Bitterness springing up cause, uh, to, to cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Don't forget now, he said a root of bitterness. See, hell's agenda in 2020 is to make you bitter. 
I said hell's agenda in 2020 is to make the church bitter, to make the people of God bitter. He wants to make white folks bitter, black folks bitter, Asian folks bitter. He wants to, come on, he wants to make Republicans bitter. He wants to make Democrats bitter. He wants anybody who names the name of Jesus to become bitter. But I have made up in my mind, devil, you are not going to make me bitter, but I am going to feast on the good things of God. Uh. He said a root of bitterness. When you get to the root, the root leads to the source. Come on now. See, where's your source? Your source people? Come on somebody. Bitterness defiles many, the Bible says. Defiles churches, come on. That's what, that's what the Hebrew said, it defiles many. It defiles families. It defiles ministries. It defiles preachers. It defiles destinies. And let me tell you, I haven't liked 2020, but I am not going to let this year make me bitter. Can I get real with you? Man, I prayed all weekend long. I spent yesterday morning, all morning long with the Lord. I've been with Jesus. But I said, Lord, whatever you do, I'm trusting you. And I look at the weather, and it says 100% chance of rain at 9 and 100% chance of rain at 11. So I'm going to flip the script. I was upset about it and aggravated about it, but that's okay because if it can rain out there, it can rain in here. And you came to a place where there is 100% chance of rain today. Tell somebody don't get bitter. Oh, see, you said it defiles. Defile means contaminate. See, when you get around people, do you elevate or do you contaminate? Come on, somebody. I'm not going to exist and live on yesterday's ashes. How about you? Because I want you to understand, number one, ashes make you bitter. But number two, ashes provide no strength. There's no nutritional value in ashes. In church, we can't live on yesterday's ashes. We can't grow on yesterday's ashes. We can't take ground on yesterday's ashes. We grow weaker by the day if we feed on ashes. David said, my heart is stricken within me. He said, he said, my heart is stricken and withered like grass, so I forgot to eat my bread. And then he said, for I have eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping. Do you know what David said? David said, I was so overcome by what I was going through. I was so preoccupied by what I was worried about that I forgot to eat. And when I did eat, I didn't eat what I needed. I fed on the ashes. I fed on the news. Come on, somebody. I fed on Facebook. I fed on things that could not satisfy. But there is a people that is rising up, that is saying, God, feed me. I need your presence. I need your word. David said, my days are a shadow that lengthen and I wither away like grass. When we feed on the ashes, we wither, we don't grow. Come on now. We got to stay fresh with God. Don't be content to feed on the ashes. When we feed on the ashes, we have no strength for the journey. When we feed on the ashes, we give up too easy. When we can only talk about what God did and where God was, we have no strength for the fight today. We're an easy mark for the devil. How many people are being defeated right now and have been defeated in 2020 because they've been feeding on the ashes? Hear me now, hear me. I love you enough to tell you that the devil is afraid. The devil is afraid because he knows that when you're eating right, when you start eating right, when you start pursuing the fire. When you get the meat and the bread, he knows when you're feasting on the good things of God, the devil is in serious of trouble because you have strength for the fight. Is there anybody that wants to get strength for the fight? Make a little noise if that's you. So I guess I came to tell you today, don't feed on the ashes. Get into the word. Get the bread. Come on. Get the meat. Get the fire. Pray it down. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Yeah. 
Put your shoulders back and say, Pastor Rayleigh, I'm ready for revival. I'm ready for awakening. I'm ready for a new thing. Because here's the truth. It doesn't matter how good you ate or how much you ate yesterday. Today's strength hinges on today's meal. My God, I wish I had somebody that was in this word with me. I said, it doesn't matter how much you ate yesterday. It doesn't matter about how much you praised yesterday. It doesn't matter about how much you prayed yesterday. I'm thankful for yesterday, but today's strength hinges on today's meal. So right now I'm declaring, God, I want the fresh from you. I want something that is present tense. And right now, don't allow the enemy to gain a foothold in your life because you're sick and weak, because you've been feeding on the ashes. See, here's the truth. We need a fresh anointing and a new experience to keep us strong, to keep us sweet, and to keep us healthy in God. Are you ready for this? Can you handle where I'm about to go? Here's what the psalmist said. He said, it is good to do what? To give thanks to the Lord and to sing your praises to his name, O Most High. Declare, to declare your loving kindness. One translation said your goodness in the morning and your faithfulness at night. You say, when, is, when should I make it my business to give God glory? When should I make it my business to give God praise? Not once a year, not even once a week. Not even just on Sunday, but David said every morning and every evening, I need to praise the Lord and think about his goodness and his loving kindness. I dare you right now to shake off 2020 and say, God, you've been good to me. Let me clap my hands. Let me give you a shout. Let me offer you some praise. Somebody take a minute right now and open up your mouth and give God some glory in here. Come on, Palm Coast. Come on, New Smyrna Beach. Give God a shout. <laughs> David said, I'll do it in the morning and I'll do it in the evening. I'll do it when the sun's coming up and I'll do it when the sun's going down. I'll do it when I've had a good day, and I'll do it when I've had a bad day. I'll do it when my body's sick. I'll do it when my body's well. I'll do it when my friends are fine. I'll do it when my friends are acting crazy. I'll do it when I'm being attacked by my family. I'll do it when everything is going wonderful. I'll do it in the good times. I'll do it in the bad times, because from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. He's brought me this far. He's not going to leave me now. He's been faithful to me this long he's not gonna leave me now I need fresh bread I need fresh fire I need fresh meat glory to God come on I feel a breaking in this moment if somebody would open up your mouth and appoint your praise to the Lord I want to show you something amazing from Numbers 4 relative to handling the ashes that had been created from the offering of the sacrifice. The Bible said the appointed duty of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, is the oil of the light. This is his job. He's to keep oil for the fire. Oil represents the Holy Ghost. Can't be no fire without the Holy Ghost. I know some people would rather me not be a Holy Ghost man. Y'all would rather me not be so spirit-filled, so Pentecostal. But let me tell you, I am a Holy Ghost man because I know without the oil, there can't be the fire. But is there anybody here that can say, Pastor, be an oily preacher. Give us oily services because we want something that is flammable in our midst. He said his job is oil for the lamp, the sweet incense, that's worship. 
the daily grain offering, the anointing oil, and the oversight of the tabernacle and all that is in, within it with the sanctuary and its, and its furnishings. Each day a sacrifice was to be made. And listen to what the first thing that had to be done in the 13th verse before a new sacrifice could be brought, before fresh worship could be brought, before the sweet incense and the oil and the grain offering could be brought. The Bible said in the 13th verse, three verses earlier, and they shall take away the ashes from the altar and put a purple cloth over it. You see, they wanted you to understand that before today's offering can be made, the ashes of yesterday had to be cleared away. And God said, I only want what's fresh. God said, I don't want what's stale. I want something fresh. Somebody better hear me. God's looking for some fresh praise in this room. He's looking for some fresh pursuers. Is there anybody ready to get fresh with God? If that's you, open up your mouth and give God glory. Come on, take about a minute. Take 60 seconds and give God praise like you want the fresh from the Lord. Come on, 50, 49, 48, 43, 42, 41. God, I want fresh. God, I need fresh bread. God, I need fresh fire. God, I need fresh meat. God, I need, come on, 20, 19, 18, 17. Come on. Open up your mouth, 10. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Give God a praise. Tell your neighbor, don't feed on the ashes. Don't feed on the ashes. Don't feed on the ashes. It's fresh. It's fresh. Oh. So here's the deal. You can be seated. Uh, I feel the anointing. I feel a shifting. I feel a breaking right now. Some people right now are being defeated. They're being destroyed. They're discouraged because they've been feeding on ashes. They did what it took yesterday, but they won't do it today. They wanna be on cruise control. I'll just come and eat what I had. I want you to notice the Bible says this came to me while I was reading a text to you this morning that he ate half of it. That half of it was still left. But because he didn't tend to it and because he didn't care for it, he left it. And the other half became ashes. I look at the half of my ministry that has been fresh and I don't want the next half to be ashes. I'm hungry for God. Eleazar had all this responsibility. You know what Eleazar's name means? His name means God has helped me. That means when he would go in there and get those ashes and put them in that purple cloth and take them away, he was able to say, hey, God has helped me. Who's that? Who's that going with those ashes? God has helped me. That's God has helped me carrying the ashes. That's, that's God has helped me. You know, he's, he, he, he's responsible for the oil. That's, that's God has helped me. He's responsible for the fire, for the incense. That's God has helped me. The truth is you can sit here and be cute and religious and you, that, that campuses and by live stream can act all sanctimonious, but the reality is none of us have gotten to where we are without the help of the Lord. God has helped me. 
You say, preacher, how have you sustained in 2020? God has helped me. How did you build a kid's center in the middle of a pandemic? God has helped me. How did you do it dead free? God has helped me. How did you start a new campus? God has helped me. How have you made it? God has helped me. I wonder, is there anybody here that can say, Jim Rayleigh, God has helped me. But Eleazar knew this reality. If God has helped him before, God eh, would help him again. I wonder if there's anybody who actually believes that if God ever helped you before in 2020, God can help you again. Paul said this, but I discipline my body and I bring it into subjection lest when I have preached to others I myself should become disqualified. You say, Pastor, why, why did you bring that out? Why in the world are you talking about that? Paul said, I want you to listen. I want you to hear me. You say, well, what are you saying, Paul? Paul is saying simply this. I got to keep my experience fresh. I got to be after fresh bread and fresh fire and fresh meat. I got to keep my soul fed. Huh? Because I don't want to be offering others the word. I don't want to wind up feeding on yesterday. I myself don't want to feed on the ashes. So here's what I stand before you and say as the apostolic leader of all these churches and ministries. As a spiritual father of this house, I would say to you, I'm not going to feed on the ashes. And with all the strength that is within me, I'm not going to let you feed on the ashes. How many of you can say, Pastor, I'm ready for the fresh? I don't want anybody to leave for the next five minutes. I want you to stand up. And if you're ready for the flesh, fresh, if you're ready for the fresh, I want you to raise up your hands. And I want you to open your mouth. And I want you to give God some glory. I want you to give God some honor right now. I want you to worship the Lord right now. Sing song.
We can get out our spiritual spoon and we can get a mouthful of ashes and we can be bitter and have no strength and be aggravated and upset because of what we see on the news or what we see on Facebook or how we see people acting or we can say, God, I'm going to spit out the ashes and I'm going to pursue your presence. I want fresh bread, fresh meat, and fresh fire. God, I'm like Eleazar. I believe if you helped me then, you can help me now. If you believe that, open your mouth and give God a praise. Come on. I don't want anybody to leave because I'm going to receive our offerings and I've got an announcement to make. Very important. I don't want you to miss it. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here and you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with God. You, by live stream, the Lord is dealing with you right now. I'm not where I need to be with God, Jim Rayleigh. And when you pray for somebody, pray for me. There's things in my life that ought not be there. I'm feeding on the ashes. If you're here today, you don't just have ashes, but there's sin in your life. There's things that alienate you, separate you from God. Today, you need to have an encounter with Jesus. If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, when I count to three, I want you to slip up your hands. Are you here? And you'd say, Pastor, when you pray and pray for me. One. Pastor, if you're going to pray for somebody, remember me. I'm not where I need to be. Two, you by live stream, God's dealing with you. You'd say, Pastor, if you pray and pray for me, I need to get it right with God. Three, slip up your hand right now. Pray for me, Pastor. Not where I need to be with the Lord. There's things in my life that ought not be there. Hold your hands up right now. Pastor, I need to get it under the blood. Come on, I'm going to lend you five more seconds. If you raise your hand, hold it up and keep it up. Pray for me, Pastor. Five. Pray for me, Pastor. Four. Three. Two. One zero hands across the room and by live stream i want everybody to take your hand and place it over your heart right now i want you to pray this prayer after me pray heavenly father come on loud and strong pray heavenly father in jesus name i come to you and i'm asking you please forgive me for all my sins take my heart wash it clean in your precious blood I don't want to feed on the ashes. I need something fresh. I need something now. I need something real. I receive it. I receive you. Change my life, and I'll give you glory. I thank you, Lord. Somebody give the Lord an ovation of praise. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise right now. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.